Yeah, we'll just or talk just... over each other. All right, yeah, let's do it. Fucking All right. drag, let's do it. <laughs> Welcome to the uh, fucking pieces. No. <laughs> I did better when I was doing an example of what it should sound like. <laughs> you know what, Craig, Craig should be our like our guy. We could just call, like fucking yell at in the background, like "fuck you, Craig," and even though he's not even there. Oh yeah, he's already punching yeah, back. Like, I fucking hate like him. <laughs> <laughs> you got everything, Craig? You're doing a good job? Good. Fuck you. Alright. Your fucking job, go. Craig. Alrighty. Alright. Welcome to the Questing Coach Podcast. I am Chris in front of my computer, and in front of his computer in his own home is Kev. Steve. <laughs> say who needs to say it next. Okay. And then in front of his computer in his own home is also he said it. What's your name? It's Steve. Steven. And we also got Craig here. Craig's recording our podcast for us in Discord. Craig, yeah, I don't we like appreciate him. that. <laughs> He's a bot. He's a bot that his his only program is to record podcasts and and Discord meetings and not to murder, not to kill. We think and to absorb all the abuse we have. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yes. yeah, how's everyone feeling? It's yeah, pretty uh, good. I mean, it's a Sunday. Yeah. It's it's kind of early for us. I mean, it's one in the afternoon, but it's it's kind of early. Yeah, I've been like delivering mail, and uh, I always like get a runny nose because it's cold out, and then I get freaked out that it's COVID. Yeah, and then I get myself all psyched out, and I'm like, do I actually have it? Is it? Just... <laughs> I don't even know if it's gonna still record now. Steve, the hell is that? Just Steven. You're, you're like cutting in and out. Yeah, you're cutting in and out. Sorry, well, you, I had left, to you left the. Okay. Yeah, now I have to stop yeah. Craig, I think, and then start Craig again, and then yeah. we do it all. Okay, sorry, buddy. We thought the podcast stopped recording because Steve got dropped for a second, but Craig kept recording like a good boy. Yeah, that's that's helpful. Um. So well, how do you want to start the <clears throat> Snyder Cut? It's a month away. Yes. Yes, it's uh, set for uh, March 18th. Mm. Yeah. See, you mentioned earlier, and I didn't know this. I thought, like, Snyder, or I, I have no idea what I thought, but I didn't know why he didn't do the original cut. And I didn't know it was because his daughter died. Yeah, so that was the publicity. That makes me want to watch it more, because I feel like he's yeah. doing it for her, you know? He's doing it for no, us, but he's doing it for her. And also, it's the fact that now that HBO acquired, you know, WB or whatever, WB is working with HBO, the fact that there's going to be secrecy, and also the fact that he's going to be able to tell his vision of it, which is going to be four hours long. And uh, as a fan, I'm, I'm stoked, because he's one of those directors... That doesn't get enough credit of course everyone talks about the bad movies that he's done like sucker punch and um God. you know and uh, man of steel and 300 but again he's also done a lot of good for comic book movies which is like 300 your watchmen your uh justice league but that last justice league was joss whedon's justice league so it's going to be interesting i thought, to... I be thought interesting. sucker punch was supposed to be like a fan it is. I thought the Definitely. fans liked it. I feel like I watched Sucker Punch because everyone was raving about it. And... No, that is the worst movie I think I've possibly ever seen. It's really, really bad. I loved it, but yeah. 
Oh, you yeah, love like, it. To me, I like the I like the settings. I loved it when it first came out. Yeah, but it's now rewatching it. Does hold up. <laughs> Yeah. So this Snyder cut, I feel like I've asked this before. <laughs> I just I had another question about it. Of course. Are, did they record more for it, or like digitally add more to it, or is he just using the footage that, that some other person I, I, recorded? Yeah, I'm actually really stoked to say this, but like apparently Zack Snyder went on record and said that every shot in the movie is his shot. It's he's not going to take any shot from Joss Whedon, so the movie is going to be completely redone from beginning to end. So it's not going to have a an ounce of Joss Whedon, like the color scheme, uh, the action sequences are going to be brand new. I think the only sequences that are going to be the same are like the big sequences that Zack Snyder shot and then whatever Joss Whedon did to it. So the Joss Wait. Whedon stuff that he added is going to be off this cut. Okay, I'm yeah. confused. It's a completely so he new got, So he got the actors to come in and re-film? Yeah. Yeah, refilm. He brought back Gal Gadot, Ben Affleck, Aquaman, Jason Momoa. Even brought Henry Cavill, and he even brought back um, the actor who played Deathstroke, Jason Magalalo. I don't know his name, but he's that big dude that was uh, Flash. In, uh, I forget his name, but he was um, he played Flash in Spider Man, the original Tobey Maguire Spider Man. He was Flash, Flash uh, Peter Parker. Yeah, Peter Parker's villain. Yeah. Peter oh yeah, Parker's not villain. not like the Flash. Yeah. Flash, like Flash that turns into Venom, I think. Later, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, yeah. So it was that actor, and he's it's Joe Margo Ello or something like that. I, I can't pronounce his last name, but he's coming back to play Deathstroke. Jesse Eisenberg is coming back as Lex Luthor, and even uh, Jared Leto's Joker is coming back. Yeah. What's What's uh, your take on the Leto uh, Joker? Uh, hot take, eh? Um, I like the aesthetic. I like, I like how he has the silver teeth. I really love that aesthetic. When it comes down to tattoos on his face and shit, I don't like it. But, again, he didn't get enough screen time in Suicide Squad, so I think if he had a little bit more time, maybe he would have been good. But yeah, He felt like a cameo. Yeah, he didn't <laughs> feel like a big Joker. thing. Yeah, and uh, even the director at the time, uh, he said that he his cut of the movie had a lot more Leto in it. But yeah, stuff gets changed. And to me, I think Joker should have been a villain in Suicide Squad. But like when I watched Suicide Squad, he was in it for like I think they said he had like screen time less than ten, fifteen minutes. Like he was, it was a cameo. Yeah. yeah, there was there he was doing nothing there except like an art piece and. I think he could have done more. Really. Yeah. And it seemed yeah. like he was just tagged in for Harley Quinn. That was it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that's cool with the, like, um, reshooting of the movie. Like, hold on. Is, is there anything about the cinematic, like, Batman versus Superman and stuff that goes into any sort of canon? Oh, yeah. Well, there's definitely yeah, comments yeah. of that. But yeah, are they the rewriting Batman's canon then? Well, the beautiful thing about DC, DC has the multiverse, right? So multiverse has been a thing for a long time. And some can say that about, you know, Marvel. They have a multiverse. But if anything, DC kind of made it first in their own, right? So, like, there's probably, you know, 200 different versions of Batman from different ethnicities, different people taking the mantle of Batman. Like, there's even a, there's even a comic book run where Superman is Batman. 
you know there's so many different things you know so this is just the multiverse it's like a different this is the the weed or not the weed inverse the other guy verse yeah like um there's talks with the new flash movie new flash movie is gonna bring in you know michael keaton's batman oh i heard about that like all the old batman you know and like that's gonna be so cool (laughs) you know as a fan like uh, it's gonna be interesting to see what dc does yeah because even bat or ben affleck thought he was hanging up the cowl and then fucking Mm -hmm. here he comes back again batfleck yeah so right now it's great to be a fan of any nerd culture like it doesn't matter if you're part of know anime or even marvel or even dc like if you're a fan or even star wars for that matter star wars is killing it in that front with their canon you know yeah lately so last the rise of skywalker like it, it didn't happen that's Can like we such a that? piece of shit yeah it was, <laughs> and you know what that's a, that's the problem with like movies nowadays they they totally rewrote that movie based on the reception of like hmm. the, the eighth one. I'm so glad I, you brought up Star Wars. I was trying okay. to get to that with like talking about the canon of like they can rewrite canon stuff. So there's hope. Yeah, you right. hope for Star Wars. <laughs> it's like uh, what's it called? The the eighth one, uh, the Last uh, Jedi. The last, yeah. yeah. It's in the fucking title. It she's he's supposed to be like the last Jedi and they're supposed to end and then it's like oh no wait it's a, actually a dynasty again rise of Skywalker, you know I don't know it it but, had a lot more potential even if it was a disappointing end the fact that they would just uh, torpedo the whole story for everybody is kind of pretty telling. But again, like you know they're making they're making repu repu what's the word I'm looking for uh, representation more fully for the future, right? Like, the representation of the last three movies were not that great. Like, I would say The Force Awakens was probably their high point. You know, it made a shit ton of money. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it brought love back for Star Wars, which is a never-ending yeah. thing, because there's always going to be fan for that, uh, that nerd culture. So for them yeah, to... Okay. For them to hit that low with, uh, you know, the last two movies... And then them finally picking up their pace with the Mandalorian series, like you know, it's a great time. Yeah, all their culture. Even the actors in the freaking like the guy actors in in those movies, like uh, what's her name, the Ray, like she's good. Yeah, but she then, is. The, oh, the I, other I, I guys, couldn't like, I couldn't stand her. I thought she was oh, really? just the worst actress. Yeah, she's it was terrible. Like, Finn and the other guy were like giving me so many cringy moments where like oh. Okay, it's just it's nice to see like different facts. Like to me, I thought she was the most cringiest part of the movie. Oh no, that one scene where Finn's like driving—I uh, forget which—he uh, wasn't in an X-wing. I think he was in one of those sand crawling things. You know, when they were on that planet with the red salt and whatever. That whole yeah, scene's yeah. cringe, but yeah. Yeah, and then it, like the freaking Millennium Falcon flies in. And he's like, "Oh man, they hate that thing." I just felt like the only thing he was missing was a wink to the camera, like, like referencing, like, "Hey, you guys like that ship, right?" Like we put it in this movie again. Like I was like, "Oh my god!" And the whole scene where they're playing that chess thing with uh, Chewbacca. Oh, yeah. oh my god! I was ready to just be like kill myself. Like they were. It just felt so obvious that they were like in the Star Wars movie and being like, "Isn't this awesome? We're playing that chess thing with Wookie. We're gonna let him win." Yeah, yeah. and and 
like you can see in those moments where he was rewritten in in force awakens he grabs a lightsaber so he they're trying to like show that he's going to become like a jedi or force sensitive and then like what what comes of it like is it was that part of the rewrite i think it is because there was also a love um a love angle with him and ray that they took out as well yeah he went for that asian girl i think uh, yeah, honestly, Rose, which everybody hated. They bullied her off of social media. Like, yeah. Star Wars fans are terrible. Uh, again, I didn't know that. Fandom, she was alright. Fandom has the extremes yeah. of both. There's either really good fans or there's really toxic fans. So either one can have uh, effect on. And in this case, you know, culture and fucking actresses and actors, right? Because like, if you sign oh, up for a big role, like any of these big things I grew up on, like there's high expectation not only for the movie and for it to do well, but the expectation of you know, like shit. If I fuck this up, this goes. There could go potentially my acting career. Like um, like that new movie Dune. Like that has a lot of uh, people hyped up for it. Oh yeah. Whether or not it's good, who knows. I definitely thought about buying the books because I hear everybody say that that's like the best series. Even fucking Artosis was talking about it. I don't know. My book knowledge is so like out there. The only book series I've ever read was Harry Potter. And I think I've also read like Treasure Island or something. <laughs> that's about it. Watching... Oh, what? oh, I was just going to say I was treated with like those like uh, book studies or something in school where you just like skim the beginning of each chapter and th- read the back. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, remember uh, reading time? I just brought in my uh, Diablo 2 book and studied that. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I, I didn't remember reading time. I, I remember reading time quite a bit because I would get in trouble all the time because I would always bring comic books. And uh, he was like, yeah, this is not a book. I'm like, excuse yeah. me? Last time I checked, this is a book. He's like, yeah, it has pictures. So I consider that not a book. He and said the same fucking thing look- to me. Oh, my God. Yeah, and now look where we are. Now these books are getting taught in colleges and university, like Watchmen, for instance, and V for Vendetta. Like these big comic books are now being taught in schools. Yeah, and wild. the people that tell, like, the people that paid really close attention to Star Wars, they didn't make the movies, but they definitely made Mandalorian. Oh, for oh sure. yeah, you're 100%. And right. like, also, I was thinking about this the other day, like, Mandalorian has the most he's the most prominent star wars figure now if you think about it because he has the most screen time the most stories like he in what is he, he's got two seasons yeah with like eight episodes she's so got like 16 hours of screen time based on like compared to everybody else so like i really hope that they keep and on going with the yeah. series and like with um the ahsoka and the uh obi-wan shoot spinoff which is coming which is gonna be awesome oh well, that's why i was oh, kind of annoyed Obi-Wan. with like the canon oh, oh yeah that's gonna be great no i want to get excited about all this stuff but it's like it it could only last 30 years then ahsoka should be dead right and the baby yoda should be dead because like raised the last jedi well so, this is taking place in between i think uh like fuck what is it it's five yes. years after Return of the Jedi, or Return of the right, Jedi. Right, because he's already a Jedi. Yeah. Luke's already a Jedi. Yeah, so it's it's between four and five. Or yeah, Return of the Jedi, when like they blow up the Death Star over Endor. The Mandalorian takes place five years after that. 
And after they blew up the Death Star in Endor, Episode 7 takes place 30 years after that. Mm. So within those 25 years, like, are we supposed to just assume that Ahsoka died and Grogu or Baby Yoda, whoops, spoilers, is dead, like, and the Jedi, like, like everything they're trying to do within the Mandalorian is, like, pointless because of this stupid canon? Like, that's why I want it to be abolished or rewritten. I'm gonna say no. And my reason for that is that all these stories that are coming out, especially, like, Mandalorian, it's a continuation of the uh, stories from the Clone Wars. And and when you look at the Clone Wars movie... Yeah, yeah. And when you look at the Clone Wars movie, that movie is absolute fucking dog shit. Like, it's probably even worse than Rise of Skywalker. So, like, even though that they have, like, that shitty canon in episode two we still got ahsoka we still got the mandalorian we still got all these other stories like they have no shortage of characters i don't think it's just um yeah i thought about that too because technically yoda says that luke is the last jedi in i think empire strikes back and he's not because ahsoka is technically alive yeah and well like the the whole prophecy of like uh there's always balance the force you know there's a we already know that that's, you know, it's outdated yeah. movie lingo. So maybe we can assu- assume that Baby Yoda is still alive. They're just figuratively speaking that raised the last Jedi in the religion, like that's fighting the resistance or fighting with the resistance. Yeah. Uh, oh, again, they have so much. They have so much history, and that's the that's the beautiful thing about the nerd called the nerd. I call it. Because, like, with Star Wars, for instance, like, they can go before the Jedi Council ever became a thing. You know what I mean? They have so much things to work from. Mm-hmm. So much I wish they'd made the Old Republic canon. That, oh, that'd be cool. That's cool. cool. Yeah. But have you seen the behind the scenes from Mandalorian? Uh, no. Oh, like, my goodness. Oh. Like, uh, the entire... They have... Uh, I think eight episodes of behind the scenes for the first season, and then they have like a, a an hour, an hour and a half episode that kind of covers the second season. And there's just so many little pieces of like fandom and like and uh, information and stuff that they pulled from so many different like comic books and like pulled things from like that Ewok cartoon that they had back in the day and. <laughs> even even the weapon that the Mando has with like the prongs, that's from like I think a little short animated thing on Boba Fett. Oh, is it? Yeah, and even like in the little documentary, he's like telling George Lucas, "Ah, remember that? Like, isn't that cool?" He's like, "Uh, I guess." Uh-huh. <laughs> but things like that, and and like there's the this uh, ice cream maker. That you can see one of the orange, like people, like there's a guy dressed in orange uh, uh, at Bespin, like the Cloud City, and he's like running when I guess the Empire's attack. I forget what the scene was. I, I I didn't even remember the ice cream maker, but they mentioned it that there's this one extra running with a ice cream maker, and it clearly looks like this specific ice cream maker from the '80s. And it became like a fan like favorite thing. People dress up like that and they'll run around convention centers in their orange jumpsuits holding an ice cream maker. So then 
if you watch the Mandalorian, they when uh Mando gets all those credits for retrieving the baby Yoda and giving it over to the Empire in like the second episode, they oh, yeah. give him all his credits in that same ice cream maker. Yeah, I okay. totally know what you're talking about now. That's fucking yeah. hilarious. Like so many deep cuts like that and and like even like putting the directors and stuff as the uh, X Wing pilots in one of the episodes. They've always been doing that though. They've oh, always yeah. done that. Even like with stormtroopers, yeah. like Star Wars is known to be like getting big name actors to be a stormtrooper. Like they've they've been on record with the last three movies they've got you know, Tom Hardy. They got, you know, big actors to play stormtroopers for fun's sakes. Like did they get one of the Beatles to do it? Not only that, but they also got Daniel Craig to do it too. He's but also, <laughs> also as far as like stormtroopers go, in the Mandalorian, there's the one scene where they kind of I think it's in the the last or second last episode of the first season where they're like they're stuck inside like where they made that original deal with the baby Yoda and like uh what's that uh, black actor's name the guy from Breaking oh, Bad Roberts? no oh. the other one he he has the dark saber yeah yeah yeah. I don't know his name. But, I forget yeah. the char- the actor or the character's name, but um, he like has him trapped in there, and he's got all those stormtroopers behind him. Well, the director uh, decided they didn't have enough stormtroopers, so they called in the five hundred and first, which is like a group of fans that made their own stormtrooper uh, costumes that do like major like star wars like movie premieres or they go to conventions they do charity and stuff so they called them up so in that scene there's a bunch of fans just in their own stormtrooper costumes just in the background and when they're talking about like okay well these guys aren't actors so how do we direct them and then the one guy's like are you kidding me these guys know how to be stormtroopers more than anyone else like they they live the part they are stormtroopers and sure enough they didn't have to direct them at all they're just they knew how to walk like a stormtrooper. They knew how to aim their gun like a stormtrooper. You mean not at all? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> okay, well, pretty uh, cool. I think we need I... it. Oh, go on, Kyle. No, I was just going to say that that's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. The 501st. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and they, they were are... in uh, like, uh, the second season as well. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, you got to watch the behind the scenes. I highly recommend it. Even just like me with like questing coach and making my own videos and stuff it just inspires you to be like oh i just want to make cool content and like put passion into my things and stuff like they really cared i want them to redo six seven and eight those move or no seven eight and nine with these directors this group of directors that actually gives a shit about star wars until they fuck it up again they wouldn't fuck it up these guys would do it well favreau's been on the ball yeah, yeah. Totally especially especially when he's directed like specific episodes those have always been like top tier episodes oh and... another sorry i was gonna bring in like john Fett. like he's got so many cool things he's added to the show like for example like with the new movies he I, I don't think they did this they just kind of designed guns and like that looks like a stormtrooper gun but with mandalorian what what they did is they looked at how george lucas made the weapons and stuff uh, in the original Star Wars trilogy, and what he did is he borrowed like World War II weapons, and he had to modify them in a way that they could be unmodified again because they weren't allowed to damage or destroy the weapons because they were like part of history or whatever. So 
um, that's how they made all the weapons for uh, the Mandalorian. If if they couldn't modify a weapon from World War II to be a weapon in the Mandalorian, then they didn't use it. That that makes a lot of sense, especially with all like the Nazi imagery with like the troopers and stuff. And you can mm-hmm. you can totally see the the influence with like their blasters. It's such a cool aesthetic. Like it's just the whole feel of the show. It makes me want to rewatch it just because like. I mean, it's written well, and the story's amazing, but just being in that universe, like, they they did it well. Like, it's so good. Even recreating the the cantina from from where you, like, first see Han Solo in them, they recreated it, yeah. but they're like, uh, back then, their droids weren't allowed, but since they want to show, like, some progressive, like, progressivism or whatever you would call it, like, now there's a robot that's actually running the bar and they had a droid that they uh, were going to put in the scene but then the director i keep forgetting his name but he's like he's like the super fan and he's also like co-producer he's just like what if we painted this droid to droid to be like the r5 unit that luke originally bought in the first movie that blew up and then they they painted it to look like the r5 and then put the like the burnt stain on the top of his head to be like he's he's just never left the planet and he started working in a bar yeah it really shows how things change like it's not it's definitely a universe that's lived in like with like the the bar changing like um like owners but you see like uh the same uh, guys playing those bassoon-looking things in the corner, like, yeah. like is things change, but also like it's still a place. There's still people that are still there. Yeah, I mean it's only been like five years, so. Yeah, and I've been wanting to get into the uh, the comics as well, but uh, there's so many that I've already missed out on. I can always go into trade backs, like the thick paper ones, like the ones that have multiple issues into one. Please explain to me, because I'm I'm looking at subscriptions for uh, comics and i'm not sure what I should yeah that was actually going to be one of the that was going to be a subject for another time because right now like everything is digital right like even comic books are digital now you know so oh. it's finding one that you want to stick with you know like there's comicsology there's marvel there's dc there's you know image there's all these different brands but to me i'm a paper guy like i like to have a physical copy so but again if you're just going to be casual with it you know your best bet's going to be uh paperback or tradeback really i i would go digital like i just want the information i i'm like i i'm too i've gotten too far uh too long in my life without collecting comics and it's just Fair an enough. expensive hobby i, I feel- it is it can be but, but again the more you invest into it like anything the, the reward's greater later. You know what I mean? So, like, let's say if you collect the whole Vader run on Tradeback, Vader is a huge character, so, like, that's going to sell, like, no problem. You can get... Oh, you sure. might have to pay 20 bucks for that paperback for, like, you know, that comes with 15 issues in it, but if it's such a big series, and the Vader series is huge, if you collect, I don't know, the whole run, maybe five books, you can sell each one of those books for, like, 30 bucks. So you're getting a profit of like you know two hundred dollars, and that's not including whether or not it goes up in price later. So, so there's a couple variable issues. They come out like every month, right? Like and like the big paperback yeah. ones. What do they come out like a year after? Like 
I'm assuming it doesn't come usually out after a run's done. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Usually when a run's done, so like let's say Luke Skywalker series, like that run's done, you could probably get the Luke series. But dude, even like the old '70s fucking Star Wars from like Marvel back in the day, like finding one of those bad boys, you're sitting on a good chunk of change. I almost collected one of the Star Wars ones back at Fan Expo. Wow. And uh, well, that, it would have. I would have had a digital. Well, I almost dropped 150 bucks for it, almost. Damn. And I was well, like, you, you know what? I'm not big enough Star Wars fan to purchase that, so I didn't do it. I got 2001 Space Odyssey instead. Well, that's a fair trade. But yeah, I can I see what so. you're saying about like collecting the 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 newer yeah. ones that are actually like coming off the shelf now, so like twenty dollars yeah. and stuff. But yeah. as far as like reading the other stuff that's canon that would cost you hundreds, that's when you would dip into digital. Of course, yeah. Like if it's something you're just gonna read, like for the whim, just to see if you like it, I'd say digital for sure because yeah. it's so accessible. But whether or not if you like it, I always say if you like something, support it. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, you're not going to find somebody to replicate what you like because they're not getting the funding for it. So if you like something, you should support it in any of which way or form. Oh, yeah, I'm big on that. But don't they get the money from the digital copies too? They do. But it's like, to me, I've always been a physical guy, right? I like to have the pen and paper or the paper in front of me. The only difference between digital and physical is you can zoom in. That's it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I always I know need to be very physical. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a great little discussion we had with Star Wars. Like, I'm really digging that convo, boys. Uh, I could keep like, going, too. Yeah, like, I, know, I just yeah. started watching Clone Wars. <laughs> <laughs> I know we can, but we're not a Star I'll Wars that I, Yeah, I haven't, I, haven't finished, I haven't finished yet, so like, I've yeah. only gone a few episodes in, but there's lots of good lore in that, too, that they put yeah. into The Mandalorian. So, yeah, watch everything. It's all good. The, uh... Oh, for sure. The cartoon kitty ones, like episodes where it's just like, don't steal. And it's just like, all yeah. right, we can skip this one. But there's yeah, there's lists out there that have like any or have all like all the big canonical events in certain episodes. So you can watch only the ones that pertain to like the whole universe instead of the kitty parts. Ah, I'm just going right in. You're only like 20 <laughs> minutes. So that's awesome. So there's been other uh, big news that's happened as of recent. Like, also been an announcement of uh, the Netflix series, uh, two Netflix series that have been picked up by uh, Netflix. And one of them, uh, I'm going to go into the bad. Uh, so there was a Netflix Zelda series that was going to be announced. And you probably see the image online, right? I've seen it. I yeah, forget. They it, even said who they cast that is. I forget yeah, who the actor was. But since Netflix dropped the ball releasing the casting and releasing that image and everything like that, it's been said that Nintendo dropped and canceled the whole series because of Netflix's fuck-up. Yeah, Tom Holland. They were going to get Tom yeah. Holland. It would have been an awesome cast for that. No, I don't think Tom Holland was official, but like they had casting. like that. It was already... Pilot was shot and everything. And uh, this is uh, a reliable website that gave me this info. So oh, why'd they say they canceled it? Because no funding or? No, uh, Netflix dropped the ball. They released a press issue uh, stating, you know, like, oh, we're making a Zelda. They dropped that promo image as well, which showed Zelda and Link on the cover with the Hyrule symbol. Yeah, uh, it's, again, it's It's on the internet. It's been well known. But yeah, since Netflix dropped the ball, Nintendo just canceled the series. 
which is kind oh, they of weren't crazy. supposed to announce it yet. They weren't supposed to announce it, but Netflix was like, "Yeah, let's uh, let's get the hype train rolling, right?" And uh, in this case, the hype train uh, failed, and uh, now they don't have that big property, which is huge. That's so weird. Like, why? What's the big deal? Like, unless they were specifically told not to tell anyone about it, but I, like... I think it's a breach of contract. You know, like you're supposed to you're supposed to not announce stuff until the movie comes out. Like, there's also been a lot of pop Funkos. Like, I don't know if you guys collect pops, but you know, when the press and mark like marketing like toys and shit like that, some of those um, manufacturers like Toys R Us, Sellers, you know, Walmart. They get a printout of what they're going to sell for that physical month when this movie comes out. And with King Kong, they even spoiled the main villain of the King Kong versus Godzilla. Really? Wouldn't it be Godzilla? Like, yeah. <laughs> they, no, they ruined it, man, with the press of uh, the Funkos. So they announced who the big bad is. Oh, who was it? Was the, well, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna spoil it for the sake of spoiling it, but it's a big one. Is it Mothra? <laughs> no, it's even bigger. Was it the turtle one? I'm a little upset. It's it's a huge character, and the fact that I got spoiled with it, and I'm a huge King Kong and Godzilla fan, I was a little pissed because it's a big fucker. Oh, Mecha Godzilla for those. Mecha oh, it's Mecha Godzilla. Really? Yeah. So Mecha Godzilla. Yeah. So they announced that, and uh, yeah, that's huge. So it's like it goes to show that. These big outlets should not be announcing stuff that shouldn't be announced until a movie's out or the TV show's out. And spoiler culture is now becoming a big thing. So for Zelda to be canceled on Netflix is... But they're still doing the King Kong thing, though? They're not canceling it? No, no. So that's that's a sold. You know, it's already set to go for uh, HBO, I think, next month. Yeah. What's the history of Mecha Godzilla? Did like humans construct Godzilla? Yeah, I yeah. feel like That's it a has huge like a shared. Character. It has a shared universe with Power Rangers. It looks like he looks like one of the fucking Megazords. Oh yeah, like the original Red Ranger. It's gonna, it's yeah. gonna be fucking cool. It's gonna. No be wait, fun. no, no. It was uh the green one, the Green Ranger. Right? Godzilla. Let me post it on the. Oh on the non-video God. podcast. On the non-video podcast. <laughs> did you um, did you watch that uh, new Godzilla with freaking uh, Hal from Malcolm in the Middle? I forget his name. Yeah, yeah. How's that one? Um, I like the second one better. Oh, is that is that the one where like Godzilla like barfs down the one thing's neck? <laughs> See, like that's gonna be the big bad. That's I'm gonna put. I'll put that on the Instagram and yeah. <laughs> when, I, when we post the podcast. <laughs> oh, I would not. But yeah, that was a thing. What? Uh, but then also, there's a. I don't know if you guys ever read the Sandman series, but that's going to be picked up on Netflix too. Like the Sandman from like Spider-Man Three. No, Sandman is actually a DC cop property now, but it used to be Vertigo's property. Was so, the same guy? Oh man, you never read Sandman? Oh my well, god! No, well, is it the same Sandman that it's in Spider-Man Three? No. Okay, so there's two. Oh, I, I thought it'd be like a Chip and Dale thing where. Um, 
for the fans who know about the series or the comic books, they're making a Netflix series, and they announced the lineup of the cast, and the cast looks pretty good, so I implore you to go read that up on the internet. I thought it'd be cool to share. But yeah, for you boys, please read the Sandman series, even if it's book number one. Read it. It's cool. It's dense. It's fucking makes you think, and it's also... Uh, what's the... What's about, uh, I can't spoil the premise. It's so cool. You just gotta read it. How can you not spoil the premise? It's just like it's a guy made of sand. What's he do with it? Oh, nothing. Like that. It's dream. Dirt. Oh, it's like Mr. Sandman. <laughs> I'll give you that a guy. synopsis. All right, in a fight, one v one fight, who will win, Clayface or Sandman? Yeah, Sandman versus Sandman from Spider Man Three. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, The Sandman is an American comic book written by Neil Gaiman and published by DC Comic Books. Sandman is a story about stories, uh, how Morpheus, the Lord of Dreams, is captured and subsequently learns that sometimes change is inevitable. So, it's pretty base. You have to read it, of course, but it's about dreams, you know, the underworld, and Jack Kirby like Freddy created it, so, you know, that's a big thing. Especially if you're a fan. It's like Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, uh, a little bit uh, cooler than that. It's more, I don't know. It's uh, it's an oh, interesting you know thing, and it gets to I, schools and stuff like that. I just looked him up. He looks like like a Sandman, like Edward Scissorhands. Yeah, yeah, he looks oh. like a boss. Yeah, and uh, not only that, but also um, John Constantine. You know who Constantine is. This is like just a little nerd FYI for everybody, but John oh, wow. Constantine was based on David Bowie slash Bon Jovi at the same time. <laughs> so, like, that's the aesthetic of John Constantine. Yeah, the, the artist who created him was like, I like John Bon Jovi and I like Bowie, so he meshed them together and he created uh, John Constantine. Yes, Sandman. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I just thought I'd share that little news with uh, with you guys. So uh, yeah, that whole Zelda series being cancelled and now a Sandman series being announced, it's uh, it's good to be a fan. Yeah, I'm hyped. I'm, I'm glad to hear that there's a thing called Sandman. <laughs> I, I looked up uh, Zelda and I can see why they cancelled it. It looks like dog shit. Like the... It's only the picture though. It's just the picture of Link. Begged it to be. I'm always like... I, I'm always a bit optimistic, but you know, a lot pessimistic. I'm like, don't expect too much, but it might be good. But don't let your hopes get up. Yeah, yeah you that's how I go on most of these. Yeah, yeah you want to have some optimism towards it. I feel like any game that's like gets turned into a movie is instantly sus. How many mo- movies that were originally games actually turned out to be good? Yeah, but I don't want them to stop doing it because, like, comic book movies sucked at first, too. Okay, but they yeah. kept at it, you know? No, that's false. Not yeah. not all fucking superhero movies were fucking bad. Look at well, Superman. Returns, Superman was yeah. the first. He was the first, well, and it even goes to show that Marvel still replicates Superman to this very day. You know? Even Kevin Feige said that on, I think, his whatever outlet it was he was speaking to. He says, before they do any Marvel movie... Uh, origin movie they look at superman they watch superman the og one for a basis because it tells the perfect story of a, a superhero in the beginning well yeah those ones are good but there was a lot of like trash superhero movies and stuff of course like green lantern 
<laughs> I like Green Lantern. Oh, you I really didn't... was. <laughs> this, oh, man. Remake with Green Lantern. I like Green Lantern. Oh, like, I would see another Green Lantern movie. It, it's just like, because that character takes my imagination so far that, like, I could get past the all the bad scenes. <laughs> we have some fans listening in. Please go on Chris's YouTube channel and just roast him for liking Green Lantern and it's Ryan cool. Reynolds and that. Movie. I always like. I imagine myself on stage and I'm just like, hi, everybody. This is my solo performance. And then they'll be like, this is a loser. And then like, I just like imagine like this band, like this green drummer just comes in. Dun, 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 and I just do like this huge like concert, like fireworks, green fireworks start going. <laughs> a whole band appears. No one's applauding. So I just freaking like make a green audience and they're all applauding and yeah. cheering me on. And that just gets everyone else rised and, there's a freaking green man mosh pit. I call so myself the green man group. There's so much like my imagination just goes wild. I want to be a green lantern. <laughs> I want like a spaceship just to blast through my window right now and him be like, here, take the ring, you bastard. <laughs> I want to be the next green lantern. It'd be awesome. I'd be wearing like green dapper suits all the time with a nice big green top hat. That'd be my civilian clothes. I feel like you'd instantly become a villain. Like, yeah. this doesn't sound good at all. <laughs> yeah, he sounds like a poor man's <laughs> I, I'd get a lot of my, my, like, I'd be like, you know how Spider-Man, like, delivers pizza? I'd yeah. be selling, like, fake weed. Because <laughs> it's like... <laughs> yeah, definitely a villain. Yeah. yeah. Just like, here, You're take it. Though. It's good shit. And then it just, like, disappears in their hand as I drive away. <laughs> I just think of the episode I watched the other night of The Office when uh, when Toby comes back, and then they try to oh, yeah. try to ram him with weed, and it's just like a garden salad. Yeah, it's a garden salad. There's like <laughs> salad dressing and stuff in it that's, too. That's you on the daily. <laughs> but uh, oh, but we do have it. some good news uh, as a little. Uh, so uh, Chris is uh, dedicating his channel or to Blizzard content, and of course some Nintendo content as well. And uh, well, Let me just like... Can, I want to touch on that, because I haven't really said much about yeah, why or anything. Um, the reason why is because um, I wanted to do Nintendo videos initially, but then I kept coming up with all these ideas for Blizzard videos, and I grew up with Blizzard games. Started with, I think Diablo 1 was the first one, and I got that pack of Blizzard games that came with Starcraft, Starcraft, Brood War, another copy of Diablo 1, and Warcraft 2. And and you could even... Yeah, so, like, and I play World of Warcraft still. I've been, like, on and off with Starcraft. Diablo 4 is coming out, which I'll definitely play. And it's just, like, I'm still so submersed in all Blizzard content. And Nintendo, I still play it, but I personally, like... On a personal level, I can't really afford to keep buying games all the time. I will buy games, and when I get those games, I will make videos on them. But to make constant videos, like, I have so many ideas for Warcraft, so many ideas for Starcraft, so many ideas yeah. for Diablo. Like, there's just so much to do. And, and just looking at my channel right now, it seems a bit confused. Or at least it did when I said I was making Nintendo videos. And then you look at it, half of them are not Nintendo videos. And then there's, like, a cover video. So the very the, the premise of the channel now just so it has some sort of like streamline like yeah so people coming to it knows what they're gonna get um, I'm gonna do mainly Blizzard videos 
there's still like when i feel like making like another music cover or, or a nintendo video yeah. here and there because i will still be playing nintendo games like that's gonna be the case until i die um i i, I just want to focus on one thing and, and i could pump out so many cool blizzard type videos that uh yeah so that's the direction i'm taking the channel and there's will still be nintendo videos i do have to redesign my entire backdrop though after buying all those freaking pictures of mario and all that and making <laughs> the color scheme and all that i have to do a lot of work to switch this over but i yeah, feel but like in the end it, right? yeah, yeah. You just change it like the seasons so i want people to expect a lot of blizzard videos but still expect there will be nintendo videos and if someone wants me to make a nintendo video and i feel like i have something to say about a nintendo game i will make it um but you know off to a bad start because after announcing uh i've been a big fan of diablo and blizzard and stuff and i'm gonna do a channel revolving around it elaborate on and tell everybody about go ahead yeah before i get into that as well i just want to let you uh, let everybody know listening if you ever have any comments or if you ever want us to try something new please leave us uh, an email or even give us a suggestion in the comment boxes we read it all the time and also improves us for the future so okay well, we're not done yet we didn't do the outro yeah we'll bring it on home all right Hey everyone, this is Chris from the Questing Coach Podcast. Thank you again for listening. If you want to catch more of us, either our creative content or just reach out to us, you can get us at questingcoach at gmail.com. You could also check us out on Twitter, questing underscore coach. You can check out our Facebooks or Instagrams at questingcoach. Or you can find us on YouTube, questingcoach.com, and that links straight to the YouTube. Thank you all again for your support, and until next time, keep on questing.